Jehol outcrops of northeastern China have unearthed some of the most important Mesozoic bird specimens worldwide over the past two decades. The Jehol or Jehol biota includes all the living organisms, the ecosystem, of northeastern China between about 133 and 120 million years ago. The Jehol is the Lower Cretaceous ecosystem, which left fossils in the Yixian Formation and Jiuftang Formation. The Yixian is a geologic formation in Jinzhou, uh, Lijiang. I was there in the People's Republic of China last year, or I guess the year before last. And it spans an 11 million year history during the early Cretaceous. And it's known for exquisitely preserved fossils that are mainly com composed of basalts interspersed with um, other sediments. The neighboring formation to Yixiang is Jiufeng, and it's an early Cretaceous geologic formation in Chengyang, Liaojiang. And it has yielded fossils of feathered dinosaurs, primitive birds, pterosaurs, and other very interesting organisms. So the both are members of the Jihol group. The exact age of Jiofang has been up for debate for years, um, but it's certainly early Cretaceous and perhaps ranging even from the late Jurassic to the early Cretaceous. The fossil birds of the Yehol biota have caused international excitement amongst paleontologists. They are some of the most exquisite specimens we've ever seen anywhere in the world. And this is the tale of how that all began. Back in November of 1993, some Chinese paleontologists from the Institute of Vertebrate Paleontology and Paleoanthropology in Beijing received a call from an excited local fossil collector. The collector claimed to have quite a remarkable specimen on his hands and as he'd been sort of purchasing collecting specimens for years, he knew this one was important. So the team from Beijing, from IVPP, headed out to Qinzhou, which is in the central west Liaozhang province. Zhang showed them a spectacular fossil bird specimen he'd purchased at a local flea market. And very little was known about the specimen, but that it was clearly important, and the team was hopeful that more of this paleo goodness might turn up. Fortunately, they didn't have too long to wait. About a month after his visit to Zhang, Hao, one of the two paleontologists from Beijing, learned about a second specimen discovered by a local farmer, and things were looking up. Best of all, he learned that both specimens were likely from the same locality in Shangyang, Beipao, and this was not quite a one-off discovery because other bits and pieces and some um, rumors around these types of specimens were out there, but no one had ever actually collected them, gathered them, and held them in their hot little hands. In 1995, the two specimens, as well as a third, were formally described as a new genus and species, Confucius Sornus Sanctus by Howe and his colleagues. The generic name combines the philosopher Confucius with the Greek word for bird. The first of those described specimens was designated the holotype and catalogued under the specific name IVPP V10918, and it comprised a partial skeleton with the skull and parts of the forelimb. 
The other two skeletons, or paratypes in comparison to the holotype, comprised a pelvis and a hind limb in one case, and a fragmentary hind limb together with six feather impressions attached to both sides of a tibia or shin bone. Now in science, there are rules around naming and around naming new species. And all was well until those reading the journal articles realized that the two paratype specimens only compri comprised bones that were unknown from the holotype. So the holotype had the skull and parts of the forelimb and partial skeleton, but the paratypes had the pelvis, sort of the back end, hind limbs and tibias. And so we weren't comparing apples to apples and there was nothing to ensure that we were looking at a single species. And so while the two paratype specimens were mired in scientific controversy, the holotype specimen, Confucius soreness, was considered by the late 1990s the oldest beaked bird as well as the most primitive bird after Archaeopteryx. It was also considered slightly younger than Archaeopteryx. The Yixing Formation, the rock unit where most confused soreness specimens have been found, was thought to be late Jurassic or Tithonian in age at the time. Although two bird genera had been described from the J-hole back in 1992, they were based on fragmentary bits and pieces from the younger Geofang Formation. And at the time, the Geofang was thought to be early Cretaceous. While these papers were being published and while this controversy was raging, in 1995, local farmers began digging in a new site in what would become the most productive locality in the entire biota. It was then largely unknown, but today the site is a world-class outcrop. Large-scale professional excavations at this locality have been carried out from uh, about 1995 in a small way to 1997 in a large way and onwards. And not one, not two, but several hundred specimens of Confucius soreness have now been unearthed from here. And many additional sites producing fossils of the J-hole biota have been recognized since. And these are distributed over a large region, including Lejiang, Hengbei, and Inner Mongolia. What started as a chase for one specimen and then two and then three has turned into hundreds. There is gr a great abundance of these uh, beautifully preserved specimens and they have a huge commercial value. So while it is illegal to transport them out of the country, we do see them in private collections, both within China and without. What started out as a chase for one specimen, then two, then three, by the late 90s, early 2000s, the National Geological Museum of China housed nearly a hundred in their beautiful museum in Beijing. And by 2010, the Shandong Museum had over 500 specimens. So the tale of the Confucius Soreness started out as a, as a trek, a little field trip from, from a major city out to a minor countryside to look at a possible fossil specimen that could be significant and from there chase down one and two and three more and this led to hundreds. One of the most exciting of all of the bone beds that's ever been found in the J-hole is one that included about 40 individuals that um, we don't usually find flocks of birds uh, simultaneously killed, but this looked to be uh, 
a bone bed that occurred after a volcanic eruption. So these birds came down by ash and heat or poisonous gas and were deposited in a lake bed sediment with this very fine ash that led for some, to some very beautiful preservation, including fine preservation in their bones and fine preservation of their feathers. And for, you know, I'm sorry for our feathered friends, but grateful for this very rare event. On the blog, I'm going to be putting some of the papers um, by Who and others on Confucius Soreness, and you can follow their history and the evolutionary pathway of early birds, and also the, the exciting discoveries in the J-hole, because some of those formations have yielded much more than birds, and it's an exciting story to watch. Some of the other exciting finds in Liazhang province in northeastern China, along with the Confucius soreness, are some small feathered dinosaurs. And I love birds because they, they are our feathered dinosaurs and constitute the only living dinosaur. So we're going to explore more about that in upcoming episodes. Thanks so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon.